As you already heard, annual meeting today, stay after church if you would like to participate in that. If you are not a member of the church, we'd still invite you to hang out and celebrate what God has done at Grace in 2023. Uh, you just simply uh, don't have a vote when that time comes. But we also, uh, if you want to have a vote, come out to a new member class real soon, and uh, we'd love for you to be able to vote as well. So uh, annual congregational meeting today following church, we'll have our prelude, then everyone will sit down and uh, we'll call our meeting to order. I think we have, we have a special announcement. I, I even looked at her before, before I even announced it. Uh, but we have a special announcement. Hi, Arlene. Hey, how are you? Good. <laughs> Next uh, Sunday, uh, the week of Valentine's, we are going to have our Valentine brunch, and we want you all to be there. We're going to get Ed's famous chili kelis, which is going to be awesome. And it's gluten-free, so wow. that's good. And we're going to have chips and salsa. And uh, Peggy and Andrea are going to make awesome coffee cakes. So we all want you to come. Um, if you haven't signed up, please do. So after um, we're having the church meeting, so give me time to get over there after the church meeting to sign up. And um, if you're online and all of you here, bring a friend, bring a family member so we can just engulf them in love and have a wonderful time eating. And we will have a, a love donation, but it's voluntary, and don't let that stop you from coming. So we look forward to next Sunday. Our committee's work, been working hard for you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Fellowship Committee. You guys can clap for that one. And I, I'm especially clapping for the chilaquilas. Uh, Ed has been blessed with the gift of cooking. Last year, he... Uh, he gave me my very own uh, pan of chilaquilas, and I sat on my couch all Super Bowl Sunday just <laughs> eating them. I ate the whole thing. It was awesome. So I can tell you they are very good. They're awesome. We have our Bible Project uh, video series starting back up February 11th. This is a great class for anyone who wants to know more about discovering the Bible, how to read the Bible. Uh, Ron is a gifted teacher of the Bible. It's a wonderful class, and you can sit down and engage in how to read the Bible. And that class actually starts on February 11th again, so it starts back up next Sunday at 9 a.m. Uh, it's kind of like our drop-in Sunday school for adults on Sunday morning. So if you're looking to uh, just join a Sunday morning Sunday school class, come out and um, share together with others and learn how to read your Bible, uh, I would encourage you to come to that class uh, every Sunday starting up February 11th uh, with Ron Ryan. Ron, you want to say hi to everyone? Hey, well, welcome back, by the way. We missed you guys. Uh, welcome back from your trip. It's good to see you. And moving on, we are entering the season of Lent already. Can you believe it? We have an early Easter this year. So Ash Wednesday is on February 14th. Our Ash Wednesday service is a great time for just to come together as a church to receive the imposition of ashes and to remember our baptism and to take part in communion together. It is a wonderful way to start our Lenten journey. And I encourage everyone here to take part in each step of that Lenten journey together as a church family and to come out on February 14th for that service at 7 p.m. Last of all, um, I think it is it's Pastor John's favorite Sunday of the month, right? It's Cupcake Sunday, uh, also known as Birthday Sunday. So we have some special birthdays this month in the month of February. So let's go ahead and sing Happy Birthday. Happy Birthday to you. 
Yes. I love that happy birthday, God loves you. I always try to say everyone's name on the list. So Sue, Phil, Diane, Ken, Carolyn, Ed, and Stephen, we expect you all to be on the patio eating cupcakes and taking lots of celebratory pictures with your church family as we celebrate your birthday. It is just so good to be together as a church. Amen? Amen. Let us continue to worship God. great to, to see the sun outside and to have the sun inside. So, let everything we do praise the Lord. Please stand if you're able and join me now in our responsive call to worship. It is good to sing praises to our God. God is gracious and a song of praise is fitting. Great is the Lord, and abundant in power, whose understanding is beyond measure. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God with the lyre. You take pleasure in those who fear you, and hope in your steadfast love. Let us worship God. Let us praise our God for his abundant gifts. Please pray with me. Great God of the universe, you set the stars on course in the heavens. The earth radiates your glory and honor. The rain never falls without your knowing it. The fields produce their harvest according to your design. We admire the strength by which you rule the nations. We bow down in adoration at how you care for your children. We gather gladly to herald your encompassing acts of goodwill. Hear us as we respond by giving you praise. Amen. Amen. Please join our praise band to sing about the strength that comes from trusting the Lord because he never lets us go. Amen. And I'm so thankful to see John Adams back here second uh, week in a row. God is good, and he's doing a miracle over there. So uh, let's keep trusting in him. And don't worry about Ed. He's okay. He got called away in an emergency to work this morning. So. And Michelle is doing red. And Michelle is really busy with uh, Red, Cross. Red Cross on all the floods. She's been down there all week and getting ready for the next one here. <laughs> but you got us, Power Trio. <laughs> Thank you. 
Those who trust in the Lord are a strong mountain. They will not. They will not. Will not The king. the king, he set my feet, feet. on a firm foundation that will not, that will not, uh, not be moved. Oh, Christ the king, he set my feet.
Amen. Are you ready, Diane?
short of God's glory. Confidence in God's grace. Let us confess our sin before God and one another using the printed unison prayer. Oh God, you heal the brokenhearted. Save us from sin when we inflict pain on our neighbors. We bear grudges against those who deceive us. We seek revenge on those who hurt us. Some of us judge inferior since they don't meet our standards. Others we deem unworthy of our respect and support. Jesus, have compassion on all who are afflicted. Forgive us, O God, when our hearts are hardened against neighbors in need. Please hear us, Lord, as we take a moment in silent confession to you. Amen. Believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. As God's forgiven people, let us turn to our neighbor and greet them with the love and peace of Christ by saying, may the peace of Christ be with you.
I hope you keep that spirit going because yes. today you get to sing with the choir. We have uh, COVID, sore throat, uh, baby shower preparation, and a water leak that has to be fixed. So we're, you guys get to sing with us. Okay, the words are really hard. The name of the anthem is, We Are Singing for the Lord is Our Light. The lyrics you have to know is, We Are Singing for the Lord is Our Light. <laughs> and they'll be on the screen, and every time I turn around, you get to sing it with us. But you'll get to hear us do it first. Okay? Thank you.
I knew I wore the right stole for the day. I knew it. But uh, in case you didn't know, that was actually our choir tryout. So I think you all made it. Uh, show up on Thursday. Yep, you all passed. So uh, see you up here on the chancel soon. Hi, Arlene. Hey. Are you ready for kids? All right, kids, we have a children's message today. Come see Miss Arlene. Oh, thank you. So today, we're going to be in the book of Mark, chapter 1, and it's about Jesus healing. Have you ever been really sick? Have your parents been sick, your mom and your dad? Yeah, well, Jesus and his disciples, you know what disciples are? Jesus' friends, his followers who followed him around. Well, they were at the synagogue. You know what the synagogue is? It's like a church. They were all at church, and then they come back to Simon's house. And as soon as Jesus and the boys walk in, somebody says, Simon, your mother-in-law is really, really sick. And what does Jesus do? He goes in, she had a bad fever and she couldn't get out of bed, you know, kind of like your mama did when she was so sick. And Jesus goes over and he heals her. And she gets up, she's all better, and she starts serving them. Isn't that like a woman? You know, when we're sick or when we're better, we're just serving and serving and serving. <laughs> okay, I won't go there. Anyway. <laughs> so, and so the word got out that Jesus was at Simon's. Simon's house and all these people came for Jesus to heal them of all their diseases and some people were demon possessed and wouldn't it be awesome if like Jesus was here and all of this that came in and we could be praying and Jesus would be healing them well that's what we can do through the power of prayer asking Jesus to please heal those that we love and sometimes he does it right away and sometimes he does it slowly, and it takes us longer to get better. I know after I've been sick, I don't want to get up and start doing stuff, but Jesus can help us get through that. And sometimes he doesn't heal. We don't always know the answer for that, but we have a God who loves us so much that he wants to heal every single person. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much that you are the great physician and healer. And we thank you for, he for healing people like John and, and putting your healing hand upon them. And my friend Judy, that you're starting to heal her. We just pray that uh, your power would go throughout and help us to trust you in everything, no matter what happens. I, I pray for these precious children that are here today, that you would speak to their hearts, you would protect them and put your hedge around them and let them have a wonderful time in Sunday school learning all about you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, kids, have a great time at Sunday school. Jesus loves you. You, you can tell the kids, Jesus loves you, kids. Jesus yeah, what a word for today. Imagine if whenever we saw a small kid, we just looked at him and said, Jesus loves you, an important message. See you, kids, have fun at Sunday school. scripture lesson today is from Isaiah 40 verses 21 to 31. Hear now the word of the Lord through the writings of Isaiah. Have you not heard? 
Have you not known? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to live in, who brings princes to naught and makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows upon them and they wither and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them all by name, because he is great in strength, mighty in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand as we lift our voices and sing together, all creatures of our God and King.
You may be seated. I, I just have to say it. What a wonderful morning of worship, drawing us closer to God, closer to one another through singing praises to God, and closer to God's word. If you would uh, pull out the Bible you brought with you, and always always feel free to bring those Bibles with you. I like when I see my kids bring like their pink Bible or the Bible that's in their room, their cartoon Bible. It doesn't matter what Bible you have on your shelf or what you read from. Bring it with you next Sunday. Uh, you can use a Bible from the pew rack, uh, or you can fire up your mobile phone and turn to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, 29 through 39. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons. The whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place. And there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. He answered, let us go on to neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The word of the Lord. Bow your heads in prayer with me now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that even in the midst of the storm, you are there. Even in between those clouds, we have rays of sunshine shining down on us, Lord, and we are reminded of your presence in our life. Whether we're here on a stormy day, Lord, or we're here on a good day, we ask you to reveal your word to us to help us hear something or see something proclaimed in your word today that speaks truth into our life. Let us now receive that word. We're still in Capernaum. As you uh, might have uh, been able to tell, we went into the next scripture lesson from last week. So we're in Capernaum. And if you were to visit Capernaum today, you could walk into the 4th century church in the middle of the town, and you would notice that that church was built on top of a 1st century house. This house is said to be Simon Peter's home. So we can do more than imagine that as we hear this text proclaimed, we can literally see it with our own eyes, that Jesus and his disciples went out from the synagogue and they took the good news into homes such as these that we can see on this very day. This will be the first of many times where Jesus enters the home of others. 
We've just read that Jesus silenced the demon from within the sick man. And then Jesus goes out with his new followers to the home of Simon, to the home of Peter. We'll use those interchangeably if that's confusing. Uh, Simon then changes his name to Peter to see Simon's mother-in-law. But they get there, and she can't come out to welcome them, can she? She can't come out to greet them. She can't show them hospitality because she is sick. So what does Jesus do? You can answer that question. He heals her, yeah. What does Jesus do? Heals her. I, I love it. I, I always have to, you know, bring you guys in a little bit. Uh, so thanks for uh, answering my non-rhetorical question. It was a real question. But today I want to focus then on these three important truths from our scripture lesson. Uh, there's a sermon card inside your bulletin if you want to follow along. If not, uh, no worries. But the first point from our lesson today is this. Jesus' healing power makes disciples. Jesus' healing power makes disciples. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon with James and John. And now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever. And they told him about her at once. So he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And then the fever left her. And she began to serve. Here she goes from being on her potential deathbed, having a fever. Now, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you having a fever in the first century was not a great thing. She had infection present. So for us now, we have all kinds of antibiotics that help us with our fever. But here, she was on her deathbed with a fever. And Jesus walks in to heal her. He raises his hand out, lifts her up, and then we're told that she starts serving alongside of Jesus. She starts serving with Jesus and the disciples. The word here, serves, is used with discipleship in mind. She is equipped as a disciple. She is equipped to serve when she's healed. Second, everyone then gathers to see what Jesus is up to. So Jesus here heals Simon Peter's mother-in-law. And everyone in town comes out to see what Jesus is doing. Everyone gathers to see what Jesus is up to. We're told that evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick, all who were possessed, and the whole city gathered. And he cured a man who was sick. He cured someone with various diseases, cast out demons, and he would not even permit the demons to speak. The Sabbath is over. The sun has set. And what does Jesus do? He starts healing more people. He says, you know what? I've already healed one person. Let's heal everyone in the town. And they all came out to the house. The whole city gathers here to see the saving work of Jesus Christ. It's not that Jesus wasn't healing on the Sabbath, because here he does, in fact, heal on the Sabbath. But he knows that these large healing events shouldn't take part on the Sabbath. He doesn't want to draw the attention to him. So as soon as the Sabbath is over, he starts healing the entire city. Jesus waited until the sun went down to heal the rest of the town. And guess what? Jesus continues to silence the demons in people's lives. Last of all, Jesus then takes the disciples on mission. 
Jesus takes the disciples on mission with him. In the morning, while it's still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place. And there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for Jesus. When they found him, they said, everyone's searching for you. And he answered, let us go to neighboring towns so that I might proclaim there also. For that is what I've come to do. And he went out throughout Galilee, proclaiming messages in their synagogues and casting out demons. The disciples here go out looking for Jesus. They want to bring him back to the house in Capernaum. And what does Jesus say? We're not going back. I'm not going back to that house. Let's go out into the neighborhood. Let's go out from here. Let's go out into the surrounding towns. Let's take this ministry out from this place into the world. Jesus' healing power makes disciples. Jesus' work changes people's lives. And guess what? Changed lives change lives. Amen? Changed lives, change lives. Do you believe it? Yeah, when Jesus' works, people, when Jesus' work, people's lives are changed, and then those lives go out and change the lives of others. We're those people, aren't we? We're those changed people who Jesus has changed, and now we're called to go out and change lives. When Jesus is in the neighborhood, everyone wants to see what's going on. It's exciting, right? Jesus is in the neighborhood, and the whole town comes to the house. They all want to get a look. They all want to touch him. They all want to see him. They all want that healing that Jesus brings. Who here has been a part of an exciting season of ministry? You've been a part of something exciting in the church. Yeah. What was it? You want to shout it out for me? You can shout it out. Go ahead. You have to shout it out. Come on. Mission trips? I love it. Mission trips. Food pantry, food distribution. Yeah, what's happening here in the church on Sunday? There's so many good things. For me, it's vacation Bible school, right? You see all the kids here and they're having fun, and you're like, we need to do this. We need to do this again. But it's so exciting to see God working through the church. It's hard not to talk about it, isn't it? We're in the grocery store and we're like, hey, you know what? I was on this mission trip and it was great. You should come with me. Or I, I'm a part of this Bible study, and it's so good. You want to come with me? We talk about it when we're excited about it. Because there is sending power in Jesus' name. Jesus doesn't want us to go back. Jesus doesn't want us to go back quiet. Jesus wants us to go out. Jesus is sending us out. In the church in the home, in the streets. It doesn't matter where we go. Jesus shows up to minister with us. Jesus says, hey, you know what? We, we aren't coming back in here, guys. We aren't coming back. After 11 a.m., where are you going? We're going out of the sanctuary. Let's take that good news with us. So who, who is it? in your life that has a fever? Do you know someone who's sick? Do you know someone who needs Jesus? 
Do you know someone who needs healing? Let's, let's go to them. Let's go out to them. Let's bring Jesus with us. Let's bring Jesus along with us because we believe that there is a multiplying effect in the gospel message. We believe that this news is such good news that we need to share it. Jesus is healing the sick. Jesus is bringing in the crowds and healing them. This is good news. We want to share what we hear here in the church and then take it out into our homes, into our neighborhoods, into our town. So we don't just enter the church today to hear a story, do we? We don't just show up on Sunday morning to hear that feel-good story and just say, okay, like now I feel good inside. That's not what it's about, is it? We enter into the church to be equipped to then be sent out into our neighborhoods with Jesus alongside of us. And does that feel good? You bet it does. Does sharing what Jesus is doing in our life, does that bring about healing in our own lives as well? Absolutely. But we don't just come here for the fellowship. We come here because we believe in that sending power of Jesus. So discipleship, it doesn't stop with you, does it? Discipleship doesn't stop in our small group or in our how to read the Bible Sunday school class or even on Sunday morning. That's not how discipleship stops. It doesn't stop with you. Discipleship starts with you. You are equipped to be a disciple and to go out. Simon Peter's mom was healed. And what does she do? Does she say, thank you, Jesus, here's a big hug? No. She goes on to serve him. She goes on to serve with Jesus. She goes on as a disciple. You have experienced the healing power of Jesus. Just like Peter's mother-in-law. Now it's time for us to get up out of our seat and to say, I'm ready. I'm ready to serve him. I've been healed. Whether it's in the church, whether it's at home, whether it's in the streets, it does not matter where when we are going out to serve with Jesus. Jesus says, let us go. So let's go in Jesus' name. Amen. God is so good, and we give out of that goodness. People sometimes ask, what, what does that giving look like at Grace? 
What does it mean when I give my time? What does it mean when I give of my talents? What does it mean when I give of my treasures? Friends, when you give of your time, talent, and treasures here at Grace, people are fed. You'll see the annual report in a little bit, and you will see amazing statistics around how many people, how many thousands of pounds of food were distributed. When you give here at Grace, people are fed. When you give at Grace, kids go to Sunday school, and the doors are open to those children to hear about the good news of Jesus Christ. When you give at Grace, outside groups are welcome on to the campus. Hundreds come out every Tuesday and Wednesday through Bible study fellowship to learn all about Jesus. And guess what? They bring their kids too. It's wonderful. There's 153 kids on campus on Wednesday. And it is so cool to have our campus available to them. When you give here at Grace, we come together as a church family and worship on Sunday morning. And then we are sent out into the world. It is in grateful response to all of those gifts, all of our tithes, all of our offerings, that we invite you to leave them in the basket as you walk out. They're just right, right back there at the back table. You can drop your envelope in the basket. You can make them online for those of you online by clicking the Donate Now button. And you can participate by giving of your time and your talents all week long here at Grace. If you want to know how to serve, come up and talk with me, talk with Maria. Uh, we'll get you plugged in to serve in big ways. God is so good. Let us pray. You are worthy, O oh God, of more than mere humans, more than we can bestow upon you. You are the God of all creation and the source of all goodness. We dare to approach you with our gifts of thanksgiving. Receive them as symbols of our wholehearted praise. Transform what we bring you to harmonize with your wishes and to convert all of our actions in accordance with your will. Amen. This table is for all of us, near and far, high and low, east and west, north and south. This table is for all of us, but it's not our table, is it? It's not a Presbyterian table, it's God's table. It's God's table for all of us. It's a table of grace. So come, come to the table. Take your place. You are welcome. You are invited. You are called. Come, let us share in this meal together. 
at Grace Presbyterian Church, we take the bread as we receive it, and then we hold on to the cup, and we partake in the cup together as a church family. The Lord Jesus, on the night of his arrest, took the bread, and after giving thanks to God, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, take, eat, this is my body given for you, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink of it, do this in remembrance of me.
Every time you eat of this bread and you drink of this cup, you proclaim the saving death of the risen Lord until he comes again, and he shall. Let us drink of the cup together. If you would, bow your heads in prayer with me. O oh God of sympathy and tenderness, who surrounded Job when he was despondent and sent Jesus to the bind the wounds of the afflicted, we give you thanks that you take pity upon us, that you nurse us to wholeness when we are distressed. We give you thanks that even in despair, you send your spirit to comfort our fears. Hear us as we pray for those who suffer from illness. In the midst of their infirmities, help them to sense your healing presence, which brings peace of mind. Give to them that patience which allows their bodies to draw upon those sources of regeneration so they can heal. When the days are full of fretting and nights prolong our anxiety, hold us close and grant us peace. Hear us as we pray for those who despair. When earthly hope seems lost, grant them a vision for your boldness. Appear to them in sadness, in the sadness of their darkest moments, and make real for them the victory of Christ's resurrection. Help them to hear the good news that transforms light out of darkness, and may they henceforth with your confidence and loving care. Hear us as we pray for those blessed with sound minds and with well bodies. Help them to care for those who you need to shower grace upon. Keep them from abusing what you give them and give them discipline to look after others. We give you thanks for the countless mercies that we take for granted, for movement, for strength, for our minds, for our senses. Help us, O oh God, to take heed of our health as a gift given freely and to never cease to praise you for the grace that it reflects. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand now and join me in singing our closing hymn, Praise Him, Praise Him.
invite you to remain standing through the charge and benediction. And as a reminder, uh, you can sit down then after that. If you're leaving for the day, you can head out to the patio and enjoy a, enjoy a cupcake. Save me one, please. And then uh, after the congregational meeting, uh, we will then all be dismissed. So stand through the charge and benediction, sit down for the prelude, and we'll stay for the congregational meeting. Let us go out into the surrounding towns. Let us take this ministry out from the church and into our neighborhoods. Go now and walk in the light of the Lord. Stay alert for the Lord is near. Pray for peace for all God's people. And may God clothe you in the light of Christ. May Christ Jesus teach you his ways. Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Amen. Amen.